I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome along to the Wise Men's Air podcast. And as sports fans across the globe tell you, Tyson Fury's shown the greatest personal turnaround in sporting history. We'll remind people that that's actually Phil Parkinson. We'll look back. At How this long did he take era. to do it, Tyson Fury? I don't know anything about boxing. How many was it? Like years? He beat Klitschko about five years ago. Oh, for five. So and, then, and then he and then he had problems. Had to give up all his belts and. Um, cheated, to about thirty. He cheated. He did cheat. recreational drugs. All oh, right, took, okay. So he didn't, he wouldn't, oh, you wouldn't okay. do that and go and box somebody. I don't think you're going to gain any advantage. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Might become invincible to pain or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, you know what? Like Phil Parkinson as well, he's reinvented himself because he's got mm. this reputation of being a very defensive boxer, and he told everybody he was going to go in and smash them all over the ring, and nobody believed him, and that's exactly what he did. Well, so Phil Parkinson started off very defensive, very negatively, and now. Two, it only took him two months. Well, and he didn't have a drugs ban in the middle, so you know it's a good effort, really. <laughs> two months. Yeah. Well, we're joined by uh, former Sunderland player Lee Howie tonight just to talk about the latest win. Glad to have you with us, Lee. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. Well, we're going to look at uh, one of the teams you're playing as well because it's. We were just talking about that before the um, before we put the mics on, weren't we? About uh, the momentum that you gained in one particular season and uh, are some uh, yeah, similarities. Uh, I would say so. Four wins on the bounce, haven't conceded a goal. Uh, playing good football along the way, Lee. Yeah, uh, back to the yeah, the points. I think I think very defensively. I think because he had to. I think the the system he wanted to play, the players seemed to be not fit enough. I think that was what's the the feedback has come out of the the you know, when he picked them up was just the, the system he wanted to play. The lad, the lads weren't fit enough. He got his fitness coach in. And it took some time. You, you know, spent time with them, got them fitter, and all of a sudden now we're getting we're squeezing teams. We look a little bit more menacing in terms of how we go around our business. And and in the meantime, we really shade up the the the, the, uh, the defense, and, and we're mean at the moment, real mean. Mm. I mean, it's it's it, what's impressive, Gareth, is that we do look so good defensively, yet we're playing attacking football. It's not like we're just. Camping defending. out, you know, yeah, trying to hit teams on the counter <clears throat> and defending or anything like that. Yet we, we just don't like to concede, and we, you're confident we're going to score at least one every game. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a big advocate of the the back three because I think it does give you the best balance in terms of attack and defence if you can if you can do it properly. Um, and we are doing it properly, and we've got you know play it, the two players ideal for that system in the forward areas in Gucci and Maguire. Um, you know, we've got a good balance in midfield now with, you know, obviously Dobson's come to the party recently in terms of his performances, but 
you know, before in the middle we're playing Ledbetter in there as well, who didn't really work in there with power. Um, and they've got the mix right with the, you know, the back three in terms of almost it, it feels a little bit like the fact it has changed a bit at times has helped them because they've all played games with each other. It's not like there's been a solid like 10 game streak where there's been three centre-backs all the same and then one's come in. The other's dropped out. They all seem to know each other's game really well. Um, you know, John McLaughlin was barely had a save, had a save to me yeah. at the weekend. And, you know, the, the, you know, the wing-backs, you know, I know like Denver Hume comes in for a little bit stick for his use of the ball, but, you know, he's played about 35 games or something yeah. like that, you know, so... And he's got a lot of talent, and I think the more he plays, if you look at someone like Dobson, where he's played 125 games, 130 games, and he's only 21, you know, he's played four times as many games probably as Hume. What's Hume going to be like if he, when he's played 130 yeah. games? Yeah. And that's what you got to think about. And, you know, there's there's loads of positives in there. Thought Wyke, I've been a bit critical of him recently, and, you know, because it's one of those things where, well, if you're not going to score, you got to hold it, and he doesn't. Sometimes the ball bounces off him, and you know it's a bit frustrating. But I thought the weekend he was excellent. I thought it was probably his best game in ages, and he was rewarded with the goal. And then, how many people made a judgment when he went through on goal about what was going to happen? It gonna, didn't look, it did, it just didn't look right, did it? The whole city. So you don't see people streaking through on goal anymore. Remember, mm. we, I'm sure we've talked about this before. Like in the early nineties, it you felt did, as though. Yeah. Like everyone was all the goals were one on ones. It was the old offside trap yeah. when they found they broke through. But uh, yeah, he looked round a few times, thinking, "Is that is that really on the outside?" Yeah, yeah. And then for a split second there, his last touch, he looked as though he touched the body. Yeah, he but it's always like when the keeper doesn't go down, it like it's weird, isn't it? Like yeah. it, it looks odd because you expect the keeper to make a move, and he just stood up, which makes it probably harder for the striker to think, "Well, what am I going to do here?" Because he's mm. not he's not committing. Um, he stuck up a really odd position as well on the edge of his box. To sort of put the put white off, but you know, he, he did, he did hmm. decisive, wasn't he? He yeah, made he his mind up what he was going to do, and that's what you want the centre forward to be doing, laying that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, it showed a bit of confidence. I think. How many things go through your mind when you're in that position as uh, a centre forward, as somebody who's played centre forward? <laughs> it all depends on what mindset you're in. I suppose if you haven't scored for a long while, you you, you will probably overthink it. But if you're confidently, you just you just think, yeah, I'm just going to come and stroke it in. But I think. Uh, Again, with the keeper standing up, I think he he made made Wyke's mind up. He, he only had one option yeah. then, which was just to go around him. He could have chipped him, but from about he, was, he was a tall lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that was about it, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now on Saturday, I think you know, going back to the points you made there, Gareth and Roundabout, I think the system we play as well. The win backs are so the two really really energetic lads, or nine and. Uh, and uh, and Denver that and again I know, you know we have a bit of stick about Denver's quality sometimes and he's crossing but again he's young he's he's he hasn't played that many times it's something he can work on but his endeavour and his work rate up and down does cause other teams probably he's out there are outlets straight away which obviously puts the pressure on which gets us on the front foot straight away when we're and then the Charlie White situation it is a difficult position playing at times up from by himself and I know you're saying he cannot do all the ball but generally it's it's it, it is a tough position but I'll agree yeah, I thought on Saturdays. He, he he played well. He brought people into play and got his goal, which is which is great for the for the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you both mentioned there. I, I, I've written down the name of three players who I think uh, deserve praise for. I mean, you, you can make an argument for lots of players on, on Saturday as to who was man the match or who's playing the best at the minute. But I think players who've 
like you say, Gareth, have, have turned people's opinions around maybe a little bit. And Charlie Wake is one of those names. And I think, you know, he's, I agree, it's the best game for, for a long time. Took his goal very, very well. I'm hoping that's going to uh, do him the world of good. Yeah, you you touched on it there as well. I think George Dobson, I think yeah. he's still 50-50, I think, in, in the pub I drink him before really? the match as to, as to play, as, as to whether fans are having him or not. And I think people appreciate he's got energy. I think his quality on the ball is being questioned and it's almost like he was listening to that conversation before the game started because that's by far the best he's played for Sunderland in my opinion. I don't think he he, he, he didn't he didn't give the ball away. He, he he passed it quickly. He moved he moved into space after he got rid of it. The old phrase don't stand and admire your pass and that, that kind of stuff and um very, very impressive from George Dobson Saturday, I thought. No, I I've I've seen a, a huge improvement. Obviously we go Hardly miss a game in terms of either either watching ones that we're on and definitely at home. And his distribution's really, really improved in terms of his cross-field balls, being able to pick a pass. But I think, again, it it all comes down to something I might touch on is momentum and confidence. The team's on a roll and he feels confident. He feels you know, he's, that's his place. He's been given his place. The, the Parkinson's thrown, uh, put him in there, just said, you're my man. Mm-hmm. And I think he feels it. He feels the confidence. Mm-hmm. Had a quick chat room after the game in terms of because he got one of the match in the hospitality, and uh, yeah, he's 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 full of confidence at the minute, which can only be beneficial for us all. A couple of players breathing down his neck as well. I think that probably helps because you know the managers got his trust in you if he's keeping a winning team. Because not all managers do that in the modern day. Keep a winning team. Parkinson's obviously going to do that, mm-hmm. and but he knows if you know one one bad performance or he's close to suspension. And somebody like Scowen comes in, he, that could be him done for. So that's got to help as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like like Ozturk. Oz I mean, he was playing really well. Obviously, he gets an injury. Uh, Bailey Wright comes in, and all of a sudden he's out. But and then they know they all know themselves, and that's that's the the joy of playing well, winning games with a good squad. I think everybody knows now that if they if they do, do you know, there's no there's no uh, easy rides now. If you have one or two bad games, you're out. And you look at <coughs> I mean Flanagan as an example, another player who. Played quite well, and the game has dropped. He's the third player on my list. Yeah, and he's come <laughs> there back you in. go. We're all on the same page. And now he's doing what Willis is doing on the other side. Yeah. So where Willis is, Willis basically just decided he was going to play as an auxiliary right back of the week, and he just he was under no pressure whatsoever. Just down so he just, just he just went yeah. and offered the option, which is great. And then you had Flanagan having the confidence to come out with the ball himself and do the same thing. If you like, at times if you wanted to be involved. Um, you know, which is great to see, and it's a, you know a testament to you know. You think you know. I was thinking about. I was you know watching. There was a bit near the end of the game before Maguire went off, and the, there was a, a little passage of play where Bristol Rovers kind of passed the ball between themselves, and Maguire was just trying to close them all down. And I was thinking back to that Burton game, and at the end of the game. We are, we were trying to obviously put pressure on the score, and we end we end he had the ball on the right hand side, and he ended up just like scooping the ball out of play lazily, and everyone was their heads down. You just think like the transformation from you know then and like Boxing Day, it's just incredible. Like there's no way on earth this what we've seen now look possible at that point in time, and if anybody tells you that it was. The lion, the lion to themselves. It was, it was, it's pure hope that this would happen. And you know, credit and, and what I think what's interesting as well, and and all the time, you know, around the arguments around, you know, what was going wrong. Some people are obviously saying, well, it's the players. What's the manager supposed to do with these players? 
same it's the same players yeah so it, it is there's obviously a collective thing you know the only thing you could argue has changed is is McGeady in the whole I thing so I, can't, I can't imagine he could have been that much of a negative influence to no, cause it but it, you know, it's it set, poor I think it sets sets a sets a precedent within within the squad I think he's uh, he's come Parkinson obviously and you know that wasn't great to begin with as we, we, we've all discussed but I think there was two catalysts that's really in, injected a little bit of energy he's got rid of McGeady it was it was arguably our best player and virtually said if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do it my way you're gone and the, their introduction to uh, with Lyndon Gooch as well coming back from from, from injury yeah. that the lad is just full of energy yeah. sometimes you know it's sometimes yeah he runs down a, a cul-de-sac and stuff and we all we all have a bit of a moan because he has too many touches but his endeavor and his work rate and his energy to have the ball and wanting to score shoot cross cross the ball and head it is just it's infectious I think for the rest of the squad he doesn't seem to have done that for a while like it used Too to be, many touches, it used to, yeah. yeah, it used to be every game. Yeah, right? you, yeah, you, you would think you, there would be at least two incidents or occasions where he was in a good position and he wouldn't release the ball. Mm. It seemed to be the complaint everybody had when they were leaving the ground, and mm. I, I can't remember that last. No, time. I can't to, remember the last time that happened. I thought, no, actually, actually, yeah, I thought on Saturday he actually wasn't great, and I would have been thinking about taking him off just before he scored. I think he was. I, I was um, looking um, behind the bench. That he was waiting to come yeah, on, yeah, because he was rubbing his leg. Right in front of the bench, and I think they were right. saying, "Get yourself off, son." And I think he ran down about about five seconds exactly. later and was tapping one in. Like it's a fantastic goal, that first great goal. move. Great I mean, move. it looks it's like one of those. It's like off like a trait, like you know, when you're training with no defenders, yeah. and one spins it in, one goes to mm. the box, like goes to the six yard box, one puts a cross in. It was like that. And we had a few opportunities like that. Obviously, um, or nine missed one near the end, which was a similar sort of. It was nice to see Semenyo come on. Actually, look like he just slotted into that that system and w- was was occupying people. Um, it's, they've it's, got good they've got good options, and it's it, it you know it's, it's funny they've hardly used really the yeah. the new players apart from Wright, who's now injured. Because the things have flipped. The team that he's playing were winning, and even though we we dug out one at Oxford the other week, you know, we wanted a bit of cush, but we dug it out and that's what you need to do in this division and probably the championship as well when we play. Sometimes you just have to dig these out. But when you're coming on as sub as a young lad, Simon, you're onto a good side and you're winning, it makes it so much easier to really enjoy and be confident. It's it's when, when obviously you can hear the crowd mumbling and stuff and it's, it's everybody's a bit down and negative. It's a real tough place to turn up. But all of a sudden, as I say, Parkinson's actually, he's, he's turned it around. He's turned it around in a big style. Mm. And this is uh, this is you just mentioned there digging a, a result out at, at Oxford. This is a side sign of a team that wins leagues, that gets promoted, yeah. is to win in different ways. And at Oxford they went and they dug it out. It was winning ugly. It wasn't. It was even back to the wall, but it was stopping them from creating things, wasn't it? And then we've had sort of swashbuckler wins over Wickham, over Rochdale. Uh, I mean, you know, the Rochdale game it could have been eight. I think if they if they decided to put the foot in the gas, and I yeah. think they just tried to conserve the energy for the for the Oxford game coming after, which uh, after what we saw from Tramie to Portsmouth, isn't uh, maybe not a bad idea. Um, and then this one was 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 different, probably more similar to Whipswitch in that we thought to be patient yeah. and just wait for it. And what I liked in particular was there was no panicked balls into the corner. Mm-hmm. Let's go along. You know, because we, we we aren't winning yet, and I think that's what you would have seen a few weeks ago. And they just waited, and the first goal was proof there because we've we've cut them open by playing nice nice football. Yeah, the Ipswich, Ipswich game, I was again. You just think of what Parkinson saying to them, in, in the because I thought actually Ipswich did what teams were doing to us last year, just bullying us, you know, getting stuck in, pressing us, you know, and, and we 
we they dominated the first half. I mean, yeah. it was a complete domination, and we didn't. And the second half, we just turned the tables and did exactly yeah. to them as what they were doing to us, which was fantastic. I'm, I'm sure the manager must have must have got in their ear and just said, "Come on!" And all of a sudden, we looked again. I think we could have won that by more. Definitely, and it's this. It's the it's the key word momentum, isn't it? Yeah. And it it can take. I mean, we're going to discuss Fleetwood and other teams later because we're not the only team with it at the minute. Um, but it's uh, how important is that, Lee? We were just talking there, but you know, when when you played in in one of the promotion teams, you played in ninety five, ninety six season under Peter Reid, um, and around mid February, um, you put nine wins yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, it was we 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 started the season with a win, a draw, I think, then a loss, then another. It was it was really really uh, up and down form. I really that probably is a bit similar to to, to what uh, what we've started uh, this season. Well, in January you're eighth, yeah, and then yeah. in mid February you put nine wins together and go top. Yeah, I mean we had we had a great win against uh, Millwall, which was six. It was I think I think it was six nil or six. Yeah, yeah. yeah which Millwall were top at they the time. Top, yeah. They were top and end up getting relegated, yeah. which is which is incredible. But uh, yeah, and then as I say, our form was just up and down. And then uh, we went to Portsmouth. Portsmouth started it all off. So, so you went to Portsmouth and drew two two, and then won we, nine games. We battered them, Mister Pally. Did you score? In that I scored game? the last yeah, minute. Last minute, yeah. Uh, and Reedy said that was the start. We 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 then started seemed to believe that's when momentum changed. We we were playing well without winning, and all of a sudden we dug a result out right at the end and then from then on we just we just couldn't stop scoring and we and, and we were mean as well we hardly give a goal away so which was which is phenomenal and you turn up every week or every game because you know it's it's sometimes midweek game and a Saturday game and we just fancied ourselves every game we just we just looked around the dressing room and we put our trust in each other and, and that momentum just and even if you go 1-0 down you think yeah, Craig will score a goal Phil Grey will score a goal you know Bridges will come on and, and, and get one in or whatever it was we just had the trust that we we would actually score and get ourselves out of it and predominantly we did so I was looking at it now that Millwall game after that Millwall game we didn't win again for, for weeks it looks like which is amazing yeah and we we won at Grimsby we won we beat Grimsby at home yeah and then yeah it was, was, was that when Audi scored that Rieger I think it was his first goal but uh, if I remember back Oh, that was admit, I remember that goal, but I feel as though there was was it that season? I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't. No, it was earlier. Yeah, that was know. a midweek, and I remember and he scored from like the halfway line or something, <laughs> like right in the last minute. Yeah. I don't think there was more goals in that game. It was about four. I think we won four three or three two or something like that yeah, right but, at the end. Yeah. But no, I, that that was the yeah. You're right. You're just looking at it now and. You know, once you put those wins together, that's it. You're in the mix, aren't you? But the, the next two games are super important. Yeah, well, I was going to I was going to say because you 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 know you going back to that season as well. Apologies for the people who were too young to remember this, but um, towards the end of that winning streak, we played Derby, who were top, and we yeah. were second, and we stuffed them three yeah. nil. And it is important, isn't it, that when those games come around, you turn up. It's the it's the teams around. It's like you know when we win relegation battles and Premier League and stuff. It's winning them games of the teams that are around you because that puts good distance, uh, and that's 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 the biggest thing. And and that for me, I think if we if we get four points over these next two games, hopefully six, I think I, th- I think we're well in the mix in, in in terms. And with that momentum, I think we probably get promoted. Mm. If we don't, it's it's going to be tough because as you say, there's other teams around us who do have momentum as well. And um, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Fleetwood game in a minute. But just back to the way they're playing uh, and playing in the Stadium of Light, in particular. You mentioned now that you know that 
the, it can go one way or the other with the crowd, and uh, that's something else that helps when you start gathering momentum, isn't it? Because suddenly, teams aren't looking to come here and say, oh, we can cause a, a problem mm-hmm. here. You know, they're starting to look a bit scared when we start put, when we start to put a, a bit of a move together. The atmosphere was excellent at the weekend as well. I thought it was really positive and... You know, it just felt... Because the fans can see what the players are trying to do. Yeah. When, when there's a clear plan in yeah, place, you believe it, it and you trust it, don't yeah. you? Yeah, for the first time in, in for me for two years, there's actually I can actually look above and say, that's the pattern, that's how we want yeah. to play. And I can see actually an identity in terms of what we're trying to do. Under Jack Ross, you know, I wasn't a big fan of it. And I could never say it. I could never say what his system was. It just seemed to be off the cup. But this time you can actually see and... and, and and the energy that's creating uh, around the place is good. It's all positive. Everything's positive. As you say, we, we're not, we all of a sudden become very, very defensive, but attacking too. And I think the fans can say that. And uh, and, and for me, as, as Gareth said, I thought the atmosphere was, was, was great. Mm. The noise was good when the goals were going in, as always. You know, Pocky got a shout. So mm. that, that was the first time I've heard it. Uh, yeah, so, so, so yeah. that's that's got to be a real, real positive uh, step change within 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 the stadium. And the players well. will know that as well, won't they? They'll be aware of that because I'm yeah. sure <laughs> some it was said. I'm sure some it was said. Because yeah. you're aware, aren't you, as a player, about what the fans think of the manager when you're in a dressing room? He was gone. He was, you know, Jane the crowd. Lee nodded his head there. Like, just for, he was mm, given, you know, the, you know, waving his arms about and you know, trying to like you know get the crowd up and all this kind of thing as well and. Well, the penalty decision—that was the first time I've said he went nuts. Did you see him? It was that's the first. It was that's the, for me that was great. His passion, he's he's just went absolutely. <laughs> it was a penalty, wasn't oh, it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. Well, I, yeah. like, I sit like there, like up, like the West Stand just down there, and I was like, it's a tackle from behind. And I was like, well, you go to ground tackle from behind. He's, There's just no deviation. Know, it's just, it's just, it's just the worst decision. I mean, and he's, he, the lines runs behind it, so he can't see. But he's absolutely ear one position. The referee and my son was virtually, you know, maybe thirty yards away from it in line. He went. He never got anywhere near the ball. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute penalty. It's. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, Ben Garner, the the Bristol Rovers manager, uh, what was he on? Lead. Well, I, don't, I know. I mean, he's we'll get to that. But one but, win in three months, I think. But leading leading up to the game. He come out and he, he made comments, didn't he, saying, we need a strong referee. And I thought, he's trying to get the referee's mind here. Surely the referee's not going to fall for that. But his first half performance suggests he did fall for that. Because like you say, it's, it, that's playing at the back of his mind now. And he's thinking, oh, I'm not sure if that was a penalty. I can't just give it because I'm at the Stadium of Light or whatever. And he's probably got the ref's head there. And then uh, the Bristol Rovers player didn't help himself by going kicking Maguire off well, the ball. Which it was, was a bit, quite bit clever of a, by Maguire, really, because he was went, a player that... He went up, of against, course he he did, went up against him just before. He was dreadful, by the way, that 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 oh, got sent off. Oh. He was shocking. He tried to have a shot in the first half and it was like a child he, kicking the ball towards a goal. I was he, like, what was this he, bloke? He, he was, took. I mean, he was through. If any of the, if he was, you know, the player worth his salt would have probably have gone through. And Scott, he took ages. He was trying to get his body right. He was yeah. trying to, it did he look like some six-year-old trying to never kick the ball before. <laughs> I mean, yes, but Maguire was clever with it, but we, we normally on the receiving end of that. I mean, Max Powell would walk into that trap. Well, we or need, previously would have walked into that trap, wouldn't he? We need to be more streetwise, and we, we're showing that. We're showing that at the moment. You look at over the years, you know, we've seen lots of promotions, and this looks like a team gate to get promoted. From what I've like, nah, it does. Like right. it does. Like the way that the way they carry themselves in the game. Yeah, the only and caveat I've got to say is that generally, when we've seen promoted teams, we're the ones with momentum, and we're you know we're gaining or we're pulling away. I've just got to 
horrible feeling that there's there's three or four around us as yeah, well. Let's, and, and let's talk about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a little. And that that's why the next two games are really important. They are. We'll talk about that now. Um, we'll do a little break. We haven't got anything advertised, have we? We're well, going to be back in the, the Peacock yeah, soon. We have, we're yeah. going to be back in the Peacock soon. We don't know who, <coughs> which player we're going to use yet, though. And, and use uh, which which game was it's it? Very game? nice, isn't it? Which Hold on, not listening. <laughs> use and abuse yeah, yeah. the former yeah, players. I think I paid all right. What uh, what game did we agree on again? Can't remember. <laughs> there you go. No, I, remember, I do. I do remember, but I'll have to think about it. <laughs> Shrewsbury, I think is that, is that no, one. No, it wasn't. No. Chillingham. Yeah, I'm Peterborough. Gillingham and Peterborough, I think. And Accrington, Maybe Accrington as well, we said. Well, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. This is the worst advert We'll keep time. you updated from oh, the terraces, well, though. We do, have, we, have we done the break? Have we, was the break in there? Do we right, know. Okay, well. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There you go. There was a break. There yeah, yeah. was a break. There you go. Uh, do you want to do the From the Terraces? Yeah. you come across our stuff, Lee? You need to check it out. Sorry? <laughs> I thought you were just No, no, around. no, we're not. No, no. Uh, from the Terraces... Um, <laughs> Produce, we should have prepped yeah, you before produce you um, sort of match day attire um, sort of in the casual theme so they do some nice sort of polos oh I think I've seen them on Twitter yeah uh, advertising stuff yeah, yeah so if you use the code well you haven't bought anything yet have you Lee no. code WMS10 no I've still got other stuff that fits as 15 years ago no, when I didn't even no, shop yeah. anymore well do go shopping <laughs> code WMS10 on nice from the terraces nice dot code. UK yeah, seasonal nice clothing at the minute yeah, yeah. So get yourself on there and um, enjoy. Yeah, just go and have a browse on the website because it, it, it is good stuff and um, you'll get 10% off, so why not? Um, right, on to the next couple of games then. And uh, you've just said it, Lee, this is a big point in, in Sunderland season now. Uh, we mentioned uh, when you yourselves went to play a derby all those years ago um, and you need to make sure that you turn up because of the last test like this was a Portsmouth and the... The, the fell short, unfortunately, so they need well, to put that right. Do you think? That well, they lost again. Like this. They lost, no, because no, we've played Ipswich, we've played Oxford, then they're tests. They, they are tests, but are they, these next two teams. So, I mean, did did you see that um, Mark Isles, who's a journalist and he covers Bolton, uh, been on the podcast before, Mark? Uh, oh God, I think he going back to when he was telling us how good Marcus Alonso was when we got him as a loan sign and mm. how depressing is that that he used to play for us. Just a reminder. Um, he, well, he's published a table basically 2020. So yeah. since since the turn of the year, Sunderland are top of it. Now, they have played a couple more games than Coventry and Rotherham, who were in second. But Sunderland are three points clear uh, at the top of that table. Other teams up there, so Coventry and Rotherham are second and third. Two other teams you're possibly thinking of uh, when you're thinking about pulling away from the others. Fleetwood, interestingly, uh, in seventh. Hmm. Um, but 
I mean, what, I'm going to look at Fleetwood in a minute, but what, what do you think, firstly, Lee, with, you've said you're concerned a couple of teams, who, who you got your eye on? It's Coventry, I think. I think Coventry, they're, they're the obvious ones. The obvious they? ones, I think. Yeah. I think Fleetwood's always going to be hard because of the Joey Barton thing. Can I swear on this? No, yes, you can. Not. You can't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he just he just winds everybody up, and he knows he does and stuff. Like that. And, and and again, they'll they'll come they'll come to just destroy in in terms of they'll they'll just try to defend and and they've be won, awkward. And they've won five games in a row. Yeah. So and and they beat Peterborough. Well, it's impressive. So they've beaten beat in, out of those five games. Mm. They've beaten Doncaster. They've beaten Wickham away from home. The first time Wickham have lost at home this season. They've beaten Peterborough and they've beaten Portsmouth. Is it the first time that did I think Coventry not beat them? I could be wrong, but I thought it was. I thought Coventry um, but, but, but I mean, players. five games on the bounce like that. Before that, they drew with Coventry. Um, so they're going to be... In be terms, yeah. But in terms of being impressive short-term form, yeah. that's going to take some beating. Yeah. Beating Portsmouth, Peterborough, Wickham. They'll be, they'll be resolute. They'll be resolute. They'll be resolute. We go and can't break them down. That, that, that's what they'll try to do. They'll try to just frustrate and obviously. And I think I think the, the decent set piece team, you know, get in the box and all that sort of stuff. So I think we'll we'll, we'll it's going to be a difficult game. It's going to be one where we're going to have to be patient. And again, if we turn up, but it, but again, if that confidence is there and we get a goal, but then I'm just thinking the way we've been playing the last week, we can do it either way. But we need to win. It does, this, these are the ones of the games where you just need that little bit of luck. You just need to grind it out or whatever you need. You just need them three points. I don't care how we're going to get them, but as long as we do. Going on though, I'd, I'd rather have I'd rather have our fixtures and Coventry's. You know they've got Rotherham, Sunderland, Ipswich, Shrewsbury, Lincoln, and Wickham. Then they go to Acton Stanley. Then they got Peterborough, Gillingham, Oxford, and they got Blackpool, Burton, and Wimbledon. So. We've played, we only play two teams in the top eight for the rest of the season after these two games and our last 10. And that's what's And we play one of them on the last game. So right, it might, right. it might not, it might mean everything or it might mean nothing. It might be all done and dusted by then. Mm. Um, so it might be a dead game. So. And we've got, we could have a long break coming up. Yeah, we could have a three week break as is, well. Which is not refresh. Yeah. Well, it, it, you say that, but you know. I know that you, you say you want to play, and yeah, you know, just edging to get that top one of those top two positions on and start putting the pressure. Well, on we like we that. could be in, we could be in the top two on Sunday. We could be in the top two on Sunday. We could be in the top two tomorrow night. So, because oh, yeah. if Rotherham if Rotherham beat Coventry and we win, yeah. we'll go second. Mm. So, you know, it's possible. No, yeah, as long as, as long as you're in the top two, come here. Who cares where you are now? But but you do need that momentum, and I think if we if. If, if we get negative results against these two, I think we'll find it really, really hard then to pick it up again to, to get there. Be it some other teams have got harder runs than us, but we need to get something. We need to come away without losing. The worst thing we could do was not lose any ground. It's about reactor as well, isn't it? So I mean, Fleetwood will tell us a lot about Sunderland because this is definitely well, we haven't beat Fleetwood since we since we've come down. Um, definitely a game we wouldn't have won last season. If we don't get the result we want, it's important to bounce back at the weekend because we're not going to win every game so we could come short one of these games but I think look at the way we reacted to losing to Portsmouth that's positive because we, we put four wins in a, uh, four wins in a row since then Portsmouth didn't react as well did they? they've lost a couple in, in three now so it's, it's about how you deal with it isn't it and how you react they're out, I mean they're out of the playoffs now I think Portsmouth as at Ipswich yeah so yeah, I mean Ipswich looking serious bother I mean they've got they've played 33 games mm. so 
they've got the teams above them with games in hand on them that yeah. you know they, such a completely, they pull away. Yeah, I mean and they the, were top. I mean I think about the Portsmouth game. I mean I watched that. <clears throat> you know, apart from the first few minutes where Portsmouth were dominant, yeah, and then there was a dodgy penalty decision, which I actually thought was a penalty, and I think we we put it up oh, for us, I, for and us. then we hit the bar, we hit the, the bar, and then, and then obviously they 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 get one, and all of a sudden the momentum's with them at home, which is difficult. So I didn't think the performance in the first half was that bad, but the second half, yeah, I think, it was just flat, wasn't it? Flat, yeah, flat, I think. But uh, but I think that maybe they were just a bit tired, like to be honest, and I know that's you know we played a lot of games in a condensed period I had that game on the Wednesday night mm. on the pitch difficult pitch um, a tramway so I was I was a bit worried after that one because of the Doncaster result as well because we've played two better teams mm. but since then we've correct I feel as though we've we've played good teams and we've we've beaten them mm. um, and and then when we've come up against teams in the bottom half of the table we've battered them. just battered them put yeah. them away so so what are the other midweek fixtures, Gav? So just remind people of the league table. It's tight. I mean, Portsmouth are seventh. They're only seven points off top, though, um, with a game in hand. So it's not... You know, for, for, so that you would want. be a lot if they were, like, second or third, but they're only seventh. So then you've got Fleetwood in sixth, who are on 54, just three points behind Sunderland. Um, and then my phone's just gone off, so I can't see. I'm I can't see. It I'm was. Come on, talk I'm us look, through this. What do you want? The, the table? The table and then the fixtures, yeah. So Somebody just tried to ring me and I was looking at my phone and it's gone off. So you've got Fleetwood in six on 54 points. Yeah. Played 31 games. So they've got a game in hand on us. Peterborough in fifth with 55. And they've played 33 games. We've got 30, played 32 games. We've got 57 points. Um, Wickham have played 33 games and got 59 points. Quite a low goal difference for them. They've only got plus seven, which is pretty low for a team in third place. Uh, Coventry, 31 games, 60 points. And Rotherham, 32 games, 60 points. And they play each other, Rotherham, Coventry. They play, yeah. Rotherham, Coventry play each other tomorrow night. Um, so we'll look at you. I'm just getting the fixtures up for tomorrow night. So um, tomorrow, the significant fixtures, Coventry, Rotherham, Sunderland, Fleetwood, Portsmouth MK Dons. That'll be a tough game. MK Dons, I thought, were Are they home yeah. Portsmouth's home. But right. you'd expect them to win, but you never know, do you? The pre- when the pressure starts to build, and just like we were talking about the pressure on us tomorrow night, um, it'll be the same. But the weekend... Let's have a look here, sorry. Here we go. Um, and then on Saturday... Well, Portsmouth play Friday night, so they're playing Tuesday, Friday... Um, Saturday, Burton um, are at home to Peterborough. Rotherham at home to MK Dons. Um, Doncaster at home to Wickham. Fleet will go to Tranmere, so you'd expect them to win that quite comfortably. And I then think we're in a good position now. And like, then, they, but they, they play yeah. Ipswich. Mm. They play Ipswich on tu- the following Tuesday. Um, and then some. And then at that weekend as well, you know, Peterborough Portsmouth play each other. You know the. We think is that after this month we've got most of those teams out of the way. We've got Peterborough left to play in that top in that those top teams and at home. At home, and that'll be the first game we'll have back after after that yeah. potentially three week break. So that's what I'm saying. These next two games, as long as we don't lose ground, as in yeah, get beat the two games. So what's an acceptable point total? Obviously, we'd all love six points from these next two games. Snap your hands off for four now. Yeah, same as that. And if the win was at Coventry and the draw was tomorrow night, yeah, I'd prefer some, that I'd way prefer around. It. Yeah, because 
we know indeed we we take more points off Coventry. Yeah, are we confident though, Lee? I know you're not you're not sure. It's going to tell us a lot about Sunderland these new two next games, isn't it? Yeah, I'm confident enough because I think we're not we're not conceding generally. Yeah, exactly. I think that breeds a lot of lot of confidence, and and again, I think we're looking dangerous. So it's all positive, and I'm sure the Fleetwood will be coming up, and yeah, he'll be he'll be bullish as he always is. Uh, he's full of his own shit, but he, he'll. Uh, but that, but I'm sure the lads will be coming out and thinking we'll turn these over. We, to be fair, they've got a really good home record, Fleetwood, mm. and we should have beaten them there. We had the chance. We had sitter from 9 where he skied from six yards out. Yeah. We hit the post. Um, the penalty that they got was never a penalty. Yeah. Never in the world. Well, we definitely owe them one, don't we? I mean, it's mm-hmm. been, been yeah. we've played them four, four yeah. five times now. And, and we, well, we battered them at home last season and we just couldn't, we couldn't uh, get the get the winner. Um, and then, obviously, we conceded in the last minute uh, in that last week of the season. And the wheels just come off yeah, that, there and yeah, there, didn't it? Yeah. Of, of our whole promotion campaign, I think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, certainly, look, just to finish out, I mean, if, you, if you're... You look like you're not going to concede a goal, and you look like you're going to score a goal every time you play. That's not a bad place to be in. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It's it's uh, Fleetwood will not be looking forward to it. It doesn't, as I say, it doesn't matter what he comes out with in his press conference either tonight or, or tomorrow. Well, I haven't seen any sound bites. I was expecting a, a few like yeah. of the usual sort of. Well, if I was manager of Sunderland, I would have had them in the Premier League by oh, now. Sort of like yeah. crap that he comes out with, yeah. um, with the players they've got, all this kind of thing. You know, nothing. I haven't heard anything like that. So maybe yeah. he's decided he's going to shut up for a bit. Would be a matter of change. But uh, yeah, I, the lads have got to be confident. As I say, I spoke, I spoke with uh, George Dobson after the game, and they do. They, there's a there's an aura of confidence around them that they, that they, they know they're on a good run. They know that they're performing well. All of them. As is even you're talking about man of the matches. So you could have picked six or seven really out of that. There wasn't a real standout, but you, there was five or six good performances from the lads and if you've got that many lads playing well it, it boards well it does indeed so get along the match as well if you can because it, ma- it makes a difference and I know oh, yeah. people we have a problem with midweek games sometimes with attendances don't we people travelling from outside the city and stuff like that but try and get there um, because it's you know however long you've been supporting Sunderland if you still working don't if you contextualise it um, Stephen and talk about broken in relative terms, we've not been playing better than this in a long time. <laughs> That's this, this is, yeah, this is it, it, it's fine. It's just uh, the microphone's gone a bit funny, okay. but it's fine. It works, Stephen. Don't worry. Right, good place to stop. Thanks for listening.